Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this is my podcast about BPC-157. And if you're thinking about BPC-157, you are definitely going to want to go and check out the meta-analysis article that I put together on it which is going to be linked below wherever you are listening to this podcast on my website, which is limitlessmindset.com. And that article is going to include all the sources and the citations for everything that I'm talking about here. So if I say something and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, is there science behind this? Go and check out that article as I've got all the sources in there. I've got all the good stuff in there. And as the science advances, as I become aware of interesting new things that I want to share about the nootropics and anti-aging things like BPC-157, I update those articles there on my website. So sometimes those articles have got great new information in them that is not in these podcasts because podcasts, videos, all that uh, social media, multimedia type content. It's all a static medium that doesn't change the way that I keep things updated on my website. So let's talk about BPC-157. This is an anti-aging peptide cocktail of 15 different amino acids. BPC stands for Body Protection Compounds an apt acronym as this peptide's chief utility seems to be as a biohack for resilience and healing. In Jimbro slang, it's referred to as the Wolverine drug, which is just a really cool name, isn't it? If you recall, in the X-Men movies, Wolverine has a superhuman capacity to heal his own body. And this is sort of what BPC-157 enables. You can find over a hundred scientific papers and studies on it on PubMed. To date, no human clinical trials have been completed. It's a research chemical for biohackers with higher risk tolerance. However, since BPC-157 is such a darling of the self-experimentation community online, there's much that we can ascertain from anecdotal reports out there, which I have analyzed. So I'm gonna break down 12 benefits of BPC-157. And I've got a image of the molecular shape of it. And boy, it is a real doozy of a molecule. First of all, BPC-157 is a healing hack. It heals tendons, ligaments, muscles, and even bones. I list this first because this is its real strength. Anyone who's spent much time in the gym knows that if you want to put muscle on, you need to really push yourself and inevitably you'll suffer some sort of injury. I go to the gym regularly, or at least I did, and I've noticed a micro injury in my left elbow. 
It's just a little sensitive. It almost imperceptibly hurts at the end of the day and is a bit strained after a gym session, or at least it was. It's not quite enough suffering for me to justify quitting the gym or really worrying about it. I can imagine if I push myself even harder in the gym, I'd have numerous niggling little injuries and I would be uh, willing to experiment with a research chemical like BPC-157 that hacks healing. From a 2018 paper that explains its wide-ranging angiogenic effects, quote, BPC-157 using same regimens like in gastrointestinal healing studies, improves tendon, ligament, and bone healing, accurately implementing its own angiogenic effect in the healing. Thus, we claim that just BPC-157 represents, in practice, a pharmacological and pathophysiological role of various peptergic growth factors. And angiogenesis, for those who are curious, means the birth of new blood cells. A biohacker on longevity reports that it mitigated his carpal tunnel. Quote, the results have been little short of astounding. The very next day, I saw marked improvement. I have a number of problems that seem to be tendon or connective tissue related. My wrist has bothered me a lot for over a year. Might be carpal tunnel since it's in that area. I had to switch hands using the mouse, which I am now used to doing. Next morning, the wrist did not bother me. I have lower back aches and pain for decades. If Big Pharma had been able to patent this, it would cost $500 a milligram and people would buy it. If one dose makes that much improvement, people would pay. Lucky for us, it's dirt cheap. Even if you pay $50 for a vial as many charge, you will get your money's worth if it's the real thing. My theory is that the BPC-157 may have caused the swelling and inflammation in the tendons to subside. That is something that could have happened overnight. If they are not so tightly packed around through that area, that would relieve much of the stress and could account for some or all of the pain relief. The other areas with tendon discomfort are doing better too. Medical studies have shown it speeds the healing of tendons and can cause a tendon to reattach after separation when it did not do so on its own. Boy, that anecdote about carpal tunnel is great news for those of us that just spend an ungodly amount of time on the computer and have a, some justifiable worry about things like carpal tunnel. Next, I'll mention arthritis treatment. 
One of the first studies that made BPC-157 stand out among research chemicals found it highly effective in treating arthritis after a two-week course of administration. Quote, as a therapy of established adjuvant arthritis, its salutary effect consistently appeared already after two weeks of medication, and it could be clearly seen after one year of application. Next, BPC-157 as a growth factor hack. BPC-157 stimulates growth factor EGF-1 and EGR-1 nerve growth factor. Nerve growth is great. It empowers neuroplasticity, the capacity of the mind to change, adapt, and heal itself. We can attribute the nootropic effects some report to the nerve growth stimulation. One of the few animal studies done outside of Croatia was done by a Taiwanese team of researchers in 2017. It concluded that BPC-157 accelerates the blood flow recovery and vessel number. It often starts working surprisingly fast, one biohacker reported. On day four of injectable BPC-157, I don't have any pronounced injuries at the moment, rather a host of small nagging aches and pains, as well as general anhedonia. Thus far, there seems to be a bit of a rejuvenating feeling slash quality. I feel better rested and in a better mood. Recovery from my last leg day workout has been faster for sure. Mood slash motivation is definitely improved as is response to caffeine, which now gives a smoother, more calmer feel. Small back injury pain has subsided as has my chronic plantar fasciitis pain. Next, let's talk about leaky gut. Boy, this is something that a lot of people deal with. BPC-157 does wonders for a cantankerous gut and gastrointestinal system. If you suffer from leaky gut, irritable bowel syndrome, or digestion issues, it's probably worth experimenting with. The Croatians did several studies evaluating this. A 2017 paper explains the connection between gut issues and stress. Quote, logically from the gastrointestinal tract viewpoint, such organoprotective healing response implies the angiogenic growth factors that commonly signify the healing, thereby the gastric pentadesapeptide BPC-157 with a huge range of beneficial effects signifies the cellules stress concept, stress coping response implemented in and from gastrointestinal tract and BPC-157 as an integrative mediator that integrates the adaptive bodily response to stress. Another 2012 Croatian paper discusses its anti-inflammatory effects in the 
gut. Quote, hopefully the lessons from animal studies, particularly advanced intestinal anastomosis healing, reversed short bowel syndrome and fistula healing indicate BPC-157's high significance in further inflammatory bowel disease therapy. Also, this supportive evidence, for example, no toxic effect, limit test negative, LD1 not achieved, notice side effects in, in the trials, may counteract the problems commonly exercised in the use of peptidergic agents. Next, BPC-157 as a gut-brain biohack. There's an undeniable connection between gut health and cognitive function. A 2016 paper delves into the theoretical and practical implications of how BPC-157 hacks our neurobiology. Quote, brain-gut interaction involves, among others, peptidergic growth factors which are native in GI tract and have strong anti-ulcer potency and thus could from periphery could from peripheral benefit affect CNS disorders. BPC-157 modulates serotonergic and dopaminergic systems, beneficially affects various behavioral disturbances that otherwise appeared due to specially overstimulated damaged neurotransmitter systems. Besides, BPC-157 has neuroprotective effects. In conclusion, BPC-157, a gastric peptide, may serve as remedy in various CNS disorders. Boy, sometimes I feel like I should just summarize these studies because some of the uh, this very dry and not grammar-checked language in these studies is kind of kind of tough to wrap my mouth around, and I bet it's the kind of listening that would just put you to sleep. Next, let's talk about neuroprotection. It's demonstrated to have neuroprotective effects in animal studies. More neuroprotection is good. This means that your mind is more resilient to stress, anxiety, and the general toxicity of modernity. And I link to my book review where I go a whole lot deeper into that topic. Next, treating ulcers. One of the earlier Croatian papers delves into its potential treating ulcers. Quote, BPC-157, in addition to an anti-ulcer effect, efficient in therapy of inflammatory bowel disease, so far only tested in clinical phase two, has a very safe profile and exhibited a particular wound healing effect. A 2004 Chinese study confirmed its effects in an animal study that I quote from. Both intramuscular and intragastric administered gastric BPC-157 can apparently ameliorate acute gastric ulcer in rats and antagonize the protracted effect of acetate challenge on chronic ulcer. The effect 
of IM administration of BPC-157 is better than that of intragastric and the efficient dosage of the former is lower than the latter. Next, cancer treatment. Apparently, it rescues animals in studies from cancer catechia, a metabolic downstream effect of cancer that is responsible for wholly 20% of cancer deaths. Quote, in this review, we propose the potential application of BPC-157, one of the active cytoprotective agents isolated from gastric juices for cancer cataxia. Before clinical trial, we introduced the evidence showing BPC-157 rescued from cancer cataxia supported with explored mode of actions. Let's talk about BPC-157 as a sleep enhancer. Sleep quantity and quality have everything to do with our body's capacity to recover and rebuild muscles after a grueling workout, along with, of course, healing injuries. While not evaluated in studies, rigorous self-experimenter Lucas Aoun reported to me that he got his best sleep ever on BPC-157 as measured by his aura ring. You'll want to check out his testimonial and the interview that I did with Lucas. I do have it linked in this article. Next, let's talk about healing eye injuries. A 2018 European study found that it rapidly healed corneal injuries to the eye. Quote, BPC-157 affects the rapid regaining of corneal transparency. Thus, BPC-157 eye drops successfully close perforating corneal incisions. Boy, that's interesting, isn't it? Let's talk about counteracting liver disease. Six studies underline its effect on counteracting liver diseases. An older study published in the esteemed journal Life Sciences established its hepatoprotective effect and concluded thus on the basis of consistent protective effect of BPC-157, possible clinical application in liver diseases is now warranted. A 2019 European animal study evaluated its apparent beneficial effect on liver fibrosis. Quote, BPC-157 therapy markedly abated jaundice snout, ears, paws, and yellow abdominal tangmentum in controls since fourth week, ascites nodular steatotic liver with large dilation of main bile duct, increased liver, and or cyst weight, decreased body weight. Thus, BPC-157 may counteract liver fibrosis and portal hypertension. That's good news. Next, let's talk about addiction recovery. As a healing agent, it can supposedly be miracle medicine for some whose bodies have been racked by years of drug or alcohol addiction. 
and Teddy on longevity. I wonder if this is the uh, the Teddy that was in that that really funny teddy bear movie with Mark Wahlberg. I, I think that teddy bear was perhaps a drug drug addict. You know, that teddy bear probably needs BPC-157. <laughs> Here's what he had to say. In my experience, BPC itself is stimulating, but may be only because it is counteracting my benzo-creating rebound stimulation. I wrecked my memory too via 30 years, geez, of drug and alcohol, but I am not as smart as I used to be either. It sucks. I used to be a goddamn genius. Yeah, I bet. But it's true. Mayo measured me. I will never get that back. But just this morning, I got something else. Keep in mind, my entire life has been pretty dramatic with uh, sexual abuse, eating disorders, depression, anhedonia, alcoholism, meth overdose, benzos. Here's what he said. On BPC-157, what I had this morning was a good window of time where I felt something I can't ever remember feeling before in my life. Right after waking, I had this energy that wasn't forced by stimulants. It was like a weightless, perfectly balanced energy in both mind and body. Well, sounds like he's improving just just a bit. Hopefully he'll lay off all the all the terrible things he's doing to his body. In this podcast uh, that I listened to and linked, hacker extraordinaire Patrick Krupa describes how he's used BPC-157 to rehabilitate his mind and body from heroin addiction. That was an interesting podcast. BPC-157 reduces depression, maybe. A strong argument can be made that it raises serotonin, which some users attribute an antidepressive effect to. Let's talk about it as a nootropic. Ryan Michael Ballow, I linked to his video, he notes that 300 to 500 micrograms of it produced a sublime nootropic effect, spiked his libido and enhanced sleep quality. Since there's not yet any published human research on this stuff, we have to make our judgments about it based upon what people are saying about the stuff. Actually, I'm going to repeat that sentence because it's important on this one. Since there's not yet any published human research on the stuff, we have to make our judgment about it based upon what people are saying about the stuff. Anecdotally, it's often a godsend for the injured. If I ever catch a serious gym or sports injury, I would totally use it. You know, perhaps I'll be out just having a vigorous salsa dancing evening out on the town with my wife at one of these points and I'll uh, break a leg or something like that. And then I'll be uh, certainly using BPC-157 in that <laughs> in that scenario. Next, I'm going to move on to the BPC-157 protocol. So this is the dosage and usage guide for the stuff. BPC-157 is a very special biohack 
but you need to treat it with the respect it deserves. A couple of important points. It's an injectable peptide, um, mostly in most forms, if you're taking it in that form. So you need to handle some hypodermic needles and prick yourself properly. There is no universal usage protocol that comes from human research or manufacturer's recommendations. You need to do some reading. Figure out what works for others and then meticulously record your dosage and the results. The peptides themselves are fragile. If you drop the little box on the floor or leave it sitting out on a countertop next to a window in the sunlight, the peptides may be damaged and useless. And finally, a lot of the BPC-157 that you can find for sale online is sourced from dodgy Chinese manufacturers. And this is bunk stuff sometimes. You need to check COAs before pressing the buy button to make sure you're getting pure stuff. The good news is that it lives up to its acronym, Body Protection Compound. It's a powerful agent of healing and resilience. You may find, like many other biohackers, that 60 to $90 spent on BPC-157 results in transformative healing that would cost thousands of dollars were it administered via surgery or mainstream medicine, which is often iatrogenic, as I've discussed in depth and documented in depth in a number of other podcasts on the Limitless Mindset feed here. Let's talk about usage. And boy, I've got a cool little infographic to go with this. It can be taken orally subcutaneously or intramuscularly. But in my anecdotal analysis, it would seem that subcutaneously is the way to go. Subcutaneous means injecting it shallowly into the skin, the least invasive kind of injection. Intramuscularly means injecting it a little bit deeper into a muscle. And I've got kind of a diagram to show you what I'm talking about. Should you inject it in the spot where you need healing or just anywhere? Well, some biohackers inject it into subcutaneous fat deposits, but it does absorb via osmosis like any other drug or supplement. If you're taking it for general healing and protection, you can shoot it in a non-specific fat deposit. If you're taking it to heal an injury, you'll want to shoot it in the general vicinity of the spot that needs healing. Importantly, you want to sanitize the injection site before and after with an alcohol swab, along with the needle itself, and of course, you should wash your hands. Here's a relevant anecdotal report from Longesity. Quote, I injected in my knees that suffer as a result of rheumatoid arthritis. I used to inject, inject it subcutaneously into the belly 
And while it seemed to decrease overall pain, within half an hour after administering it, it didn't help with the local inflammation, it seemed to me. Whenever I inject it locally, subcutaneously into the skin on the top of the inflamed area, and right now we're all kind of looking at our knees and imagining injecting something into our knees, he says, I can feel a decrease in stiffness and pain and joint function seems to improve temporarily. On the other hand, I don't see a difference in local swelling, unfortunately. But all in all, there is a marked difference to me when injecting it subcutaneously into the belly versus locally. Okay, good points there. So you're going to want to watch some YouTube videos about how to do the subcutaneous injection before you attempt this. This is kind of a delving into the domain of a extreme DIY biohacking here. Apparently, intramuscular injection is quite painful as you have to jab it deeper in, which seems unnecessary as subcutaneous administration works pretty consistently. And you're going to want to do this once or twice a day. Let's talk about dosage and cycling. If we derive the dosage from animal studies, this is approximately what you would want to take. If you're a hundred pound person, you'd want to do like 90 micrograms, 150 pound person, 110 micrograms, 200 pound person, 145 micrograms, or a 250 pound person would do like 180 micrograms. And a microgram is is one thousandth of a milligram. A thousand micrograms is a milligram. And a milligram itself is a very small quantity. So BPC-157 is potent stuff. Some biohackers take three to 500 micrograms daily. No human clinical trials have established an upper limit or toxicity. So I would suggest that on week one of using it, start with the proportional dosages for your weight from the animal studies. Record and be mindful of the changes you notice. On week two, double the proportional dosage and see how you tolerate it. Does it make much of a difference? Week number three, increase to a high-end dose, as much as 500 micrograms daily, or however much you can reasonably afford. Does the high-end dosage make a difference? And then week four, go off of it, take a week break, and you may find that it actually heals whatever is ailing you. I wouldn't place BPC-157 in my biohacker cabinet next to B vitamins, C60, magnesium, or other anti-aging supplements that I take regularly. According to the anecdotal reports, it works pretty quickly. You may not even need to go through a four-week course of the stuff. So you'd want to take it as you need to and then go off of it once it's done its job. Next, let's talk about mixing the BPC-157 solution. Many places around the internet 
you can buy BPC-157 pre-mixed with bacteriostatic water. I think that's the best option and it's very affordable. But you can also purchase the raw peptides, in which case you need to mix it yourself with bacteriostatic water. You'll need to do a little math at this step. Hopefully you've done your smart drugs, so you're very adroit with math. Maybe phenylparacetam to give your, your math skills an edge. To determine the dosage, you'll need to convert the milligram amount to micrograms and then divide that by the milliliters of water added. For example, let's say that you have a five milligram, that's 5,000 micrograms, supply of peptides. You would add 30 milliliters of water to that bottle. So each milliliter is going to equal 166 micrograms of BPC-157. You'll want to inject about two milliliters then. That's going to be 333 micrograms. Get the idea, bust out your calculator, do some math, double check your numbers, double check everything. The syringe should indicate how many milliliters filled it is. Almost all syringes do, I think. You might be using more or less bacteriostatic water with a different quantity of BPC-157. So break out your calculator and double check your math. The good news is that if you make a mistake and don't quite get the dose right, there's no danger. BPC-157 is not like some drugs or supplements that become toxic or dangerous if you accidentally double or triple the dosage. It's important to be accurate for your own self-quantification so you can track how the different doses are affecting you, but there's little to no risk here. When you add the bacteriostatic water, what you don't want to do is shake up the bottle. Let me say that again, because it's important. When you add the bacteriostatic water, what you don't want to do is shake the bottle. The peptides are very fragile, and this may damage them, rendering them ineffective. The fragility of these peptides cannot be understated. When you add the water to the bottle of peptides, you don't want to drip or stream the water directly on the peptides. You want to stream the water towards the sides of the bottle so that it runs down like a meandering, gentle stream into the powdered peptides instead of splashing on them. Get the point, these, these peptides, they really are very, very sensitive. You're going to need needles to inject them. So you'll want like the one milliliter, one cc with, I believe, a 28 gauge, one and a half inch attached needles. And these are what's recommended as the gauge is small enough that it won't hurt much. And an insulin syringe is fine. 
throughout this process, sanitation is crucial. You're going to want to use alcohol swabs to sanitize the needle, the syringe, the bottle cap, and crucially, the injection site on your body before and after injection. Throw out needles after you've uh, use them and of course, you know, throw them out in such a way that someone else out there, your your poor, hardworking trash man, throw them out in such a way that the needles are not floating around in the trash bag where they could uh, injure someone else. We really don't want that, do we? Next, let's talk about oral dosing. You can take it orally, but many biohackers question whether that will do any good. And we'll delve into this. I reviewed almost every anecdotal report I could find on the internet for from BPC-157 users, and there is a stark absence of discussion, a absence of discussion, a dog that did not bark, discussion of it working orally, which doesn't exactly align with the results of the animal research. A 2010 study compared oral and injection in animals, and it found the effect to be similar. Okay, quote, BPC-157 dosed rats exhibited consistent functional biomechanical, macroscopic, and histological healing improvements. Thus, we suggest BPC-157 improved healing of acute ligament injuries in further ligament therapy. Around the internet, biohackers and users debate whether it works better if administered to a specific site or not. It's claimed that it works systemically, that if you take it, it goes where it needs to go in your body to heal what needs to be healed. I'd suggest that you do a week of oral versus subcutaneous administration and just judge for yourself. If you're squeamish about needles or just want to experiment, you can try it orally, but you don't take it as a pill or capsule. You measure it out, although that is an option. Okay, sorry if I'm giving conflicting information. You can take it as a capsule, but a lot of people will do orally measuring out the bacteriostatic water and then depositing it in your mouth with a dropper with those peptides there in the bacteriostatic water. Then you would leave it in your mouth for about two minutes before swallowing. Again, it's fragile stuff, so drip it into your mouth slowly if you do it that way. Let's talk about cofactors. To maximize the benefit from BPC-157, you would want to take it along with some supplements that feed you the building blocks for synthesizing new connective tissue, such as collagen and fish oil. If you want to take your peptide experimentation to the next level, you can stack it with TB500, another peptide with rapid healing properties that some working class athletes out there use alongside BPC-157 in the dosing protocol that I have here in my article. So BPC-157 is 
not for human consumption. On different websites offering it, the text research chemical for research purposes and not for human consumption will appear conspicuously. This is because it falls into this gray legal territory, being legal to sell and possess, but not recognized by the government as a medicine or supplement. Does this mean that you, being human, shouldn't consume it? You have to decide for yourself based upon what others are saying. If you consume it and something bad happens, which is highly unlikely, you're on your own. You probably have no legal recourse against the manufacturer or whoever sold it to you. And you'll want to see the philosophical video that I did kind of on this topic that I have linked in the article. Experiential. Biohackers, bodybuilders, and athletes around the internet praise BPC-157 healing powers. Here's Eric R. Quote, I went to my ortho after two weeks of severe rotator cuff tendonitis on both shoulders, as well as a touch of tennis elbow and wrist tendonitis. Within 24 hours of the first injections, I started to feel an appreciable reduction in pain, but I still had a way to go. For that first week, day after day, my pain level went down and my strength and range of motion improved to the point now, eight days later, where I am at 100% with zero pain and I actually now have a better range of motion than I've had in both shoulders in the past decade. Bekim, a green belt, reported, I used BPC-157 for tendonitis, had it in both elbows from Thai boxing over the years. It worked very well, even cleared up an issue with my knee. And then John Won said, I've used BPC-157 to heal persistent elbow tendonitis and several minor, mu minor muscle tears. 250 micrograms injected daily at the site of injury is very effective. BPC-157 produced much faster healing results than TB-500. Both are excellent anti-inflammatory peptides, both work systemically in higher doses, but with localized injections, BPC-157 is very effective at low doses. Ben Greenfield said in his great article, I initially began to use BPC-157 for golfer's elbow, inner elbow pain that's also known as climber's elbow or medial something, long, scary Latin name that I'm not going to try to pronounce. And I personally, based on the minority of research studies in humans, settled upon a self-administered subcutaneous BPC-157 injection of 250 micrograms in my left elbow on one day, then 250 micrograms in my right elbow the next day, so alternating sides of his body, for a total of two weeks. At this point, my elbow pain had completely disappeared, so I stopped. And then Russell Symes said, 
I'm a skeptical person when it comes to alternative meds and stuff. I trained in boxing and had injured my knee. I didn't want to quit training to let my knee heal, so I tried BPC-157. Literally, in three days, the pain was gone from the day I started using it. This has been an ongoing injury, and I had felt the pain for three weeks. And BPC-157 healed it in three days. Wow, good to hear. Noah said, I'm running my third week of BPC-157 for severe tennis elbow on both sides, and it's really worked great. Svishin reported, Hi, just wanted to say thanks for introducing me to BPC. It has completely healed my shoulder injury and is healing my golfer's elbow and torn knee ligaments. BPC-157 as the anti-NSAD from a 2013 paper. Quote, the mentioned variety of the beneficial effects portrayed by BPC-157 may well be a foundation for establishing BPC-157 as a NSAID antidote, since no other single agent has portrayed a similar array of effects. Unlike NSAIDs, a very high safety profile, no reported toxicity. LD1 could not be achieved. So uh, excellent safety profile is reported for BPC-157. Okay, so moving towards the conclusion here, I gave BPC-157 a risk grade of C, but I'm wondering if I should upgrade that a bit. Here's why. While the amino acids it's comprised of are natural amino acids, in this peptide, they are chained together in a sequence that does not occur in nature. So this is far from being a natural anti-aging biohack. It's not patented. This is part of the reason it's so cheap. Examine.com criticized it because the majority of the research is done by a single Croatian research group at Zagreb University. It's been around for a while. The first BPC-157 paper was published back in 1993. I'm of two minds about this. It having been around for a few decades makes it a little more credible than some brand new research chemicals. But I wonder why it's never undergone a proper human clinical trial. Apparently, a human clinical trial was pre-registered but never completed. And you can't blame the Croatians for that. You know, they probably got a bit distracted from their boring scientific work there with all of the pretty Croatian girls there and the sun-washed, resplendent Dalmatian coast ever uh, beckoning uh, people there in boring Zagreb. With the exception of a few podcasts, most of the people online talking about BPC-157 really seem to not be experts. BPC-157 is state-of-the-art 
bro science. Researching it, you'll come across a lot of hyperbolic generalizations. People saying things like, there are no reports of negative side effects and it just heals everything miraculously. And when you delve further into it, it's, it's a bit more complicated than that. So I think that it deserves a C grade. Maybe I'll give that an upgrade to a C plus uh, because of the purity concerns that you're going to have because a lot of the stuff is bunk stuff. A lot of the sources out there are actually going to unwittingly sell you bunk stuff because they get a faked uh, COA from China that uh, is essentially lying, but they trust it and so then they pass it on or they get a legit COA for an initial dosage, for an initial supply batch of the stuff, and then subsequent supplies end up being bunk stuff. There's some some risks surrounding these sorts of research chemicals. And I do want to mention the side effects. What you hear from a bunch of uh, bro science experts on YouTube and elsewhere around the internet is that BPC-157 is so safe. There are no cases of bad side effects from it. Well, I did about five minutes of searching the internet and came across a report of side effects. Apparently, in rare cases, it can cause anxiety. One Redditor reported, when I got home, I took another 250 micrograms sublingually. This is when things started to get weird. After about 30 minutes, I had a weird feeling of anxiety and a slight increase of mental alertness, almost like a little too much coffee. I decided to wait it out and eventually it went away. Until later that night, I went to bed and noticed I was agitated and took a Benadryl to try to sleep it off. I fell asleep and woke up even more agitated and in a dysphoric state. Are you sure that you were just not in a inception style dream within a dream where you wake up and then things aren't quite right, but you're just in a level of the dream that's, you know, below the next level of the dream and you just need your kick from the guy into the bathtub for you to finally return to normalcy? Who knows? Anyways, this is what the guy had to say. I had pain in my right leg that was pretty left, bad. Left, left. Right, in the left leg, but the, this guy says the right leg. And Okay, okay, babe. And wouldn't go away. I was having what felt like a mild panic attack, but with a strange mood and unpleasant body sensations. I finally got back to sleep and luckily feel much better today, still experiencing waves of anxiety, but seem to be improving. I've read some reports of anxiety with this peptide, and one user in particular had almost identical anxiety symptoms with no history of anxiety issues. So that's troubling. Another negative side effect report on longevity, quote, I used one milligram a day orally for 20 days. That's kind of a high dose. Both times I experienced odd chest rib pains with the first few doses. I think it restores stomach acid production, which is sometimes low for me. 
and at least one concerning anecdote suggests that it causes serious dopamine desensitization, which we don't want. Quote, BPC-157, I believe, lowered my dopamine levels and destroyed my ability to increase them at all using stimulants. They seem to have little to no effect on me. I'm not so sure it actually repaired things on a permanent level. I took it to resolve a shoulder and knee injury, as well as hoping to treat it for long-term Lyme slash stem brain impact. The things might be better. They felt much better at the time of dosing, but overall the effect wasn't very permanent. Okay, so you might say, these are just a few anecdotes. For even the safest drug or supplement, you can find examples of people that had bad reactions to it. It doesn't mean that BPC-157 is unsafe. Sure, but BPC-157 is a research chemical, to remind you again. It's unproven in human clinical studies. The anecdotes of it working wonders for people are the only evidence that we have for taking it. So negative anecdotes should also be considered and they also disprove the claim that it has never had any negative side effects for anybody. Here's my conclusion about the stuff. If you've studied history or politics much, you know that communism always ruins everything. Thus, I remain bearish on these kinds of anti-aging peptides and probably won't try them because almost all peptides that you can find for sale online come from one of the worst communist countries, China. Thanks, thanks China for, for all, everything you're sending us. Chinese products and supplements are consistently sloppily made and rife with toxins. Many American offer, many American websites offer suspiciously cheap, quote unquote, made in America peptides, but often the only manufacturing step actually done in America is the application of the product's label. As a rule of thumb, competitively priced peptides originate in China. I'll say it again because it's important. Competitively priced peptides originate in China. Boy, that kind of rhymes in a funny way, doesn't it? Unless you see a relatively recent certificate of analysis from an American spectroscopy lab for the batch that you're consuming, don't mess with it, guys. Now, as a biohacker, I'm a pragmatist, not a purist. I don't always demand 100% purity because I can't always afford it or get it. But when it comes to something that you're injecting, you really don't want to take chances with crappy Chinese peptides. When you inject something with any toxins, additives, or manufacturing byproducts, uh, bacteria or viruses, may be present that can bypass your liver, your kidney, and your natural immune defenses. 
the importance of verifying the purity of injectable peptides cannot be understated. And that's my conclusion on the stuff in my article and below wherever you're listening to this podcast, I will link to what I think is a legit source of BPC-157 that may change over time. So I will be updating that link. At this point, I can't really endorse any one of the specific vendors out there for all of the reasons that I described. If you try it, do drop me a message or comment letting me know. I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and I look forward to a continued conversation with you.